This is a Honky Tonk Man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, and you're listening to The Wrestler Review. <laughs> Mike Sanders, dead dog, and hosting me is Mandy Sanders. Well, <sighs> all right. So to back up, uh, what John's saying in the world of professional wrestling podcasts, we might have released the most ill-timed podcast of all time. Um, meaning that what we did was uh, myself and myself and John literally released a podcast about Mike Sanders the day his dog died. The day his uh, dog died. <laughs> like <laughs> the day his dog died, guys. So we were and I was I think we were actually very nice, um, but we were definitely, definitely like saucier than you like you know what i mean like we're we still were saying saucy. mean things say, about him we were not yeah, he's a cocky piece of shit and yeah. uh he should you know no all we were else. all we were was honest about our opinions as if he is a public figure in the milieu of wrestling we weren't like yeah. oh you know what you know who deserves a raping mike sanders no we didn't say that <laughs> we didn't do any of that we were just we and it was his goddamn career but atypical of and this is, by the way, speaks more of stand-up comedians than wrestlers. Atypical of stand-up comedians, a no sense of humor about their terrible jokes, and immediately just assumes that we were attacking him and his dead dog. I get because we're blocked. Well, he blo- I mean, he blocked if, us on Twitter. If you saw something like that, if you saw something like that, and it was your dead dogs, you probably just not. I think the blocking thing is just way more dramatic than people. There's probably there might have been people tweeting at him because we do tag his Twitter in the in the episode release. So yeah, I mean, actually, I'd the really, harshest thing we were on, we were really, like, oh, he was a good wrestler, but he's a bad comedian, which probably hurts him more because he's been a comedian longer than he's been a wrestler. I'd really hate if people listening to this episode happened to tag him in a tweet asking him how his dog is. I'd really hate if people did that. <laughs> Please re- do not do that. I would really Just goddamn class. All right, we are not 4chan. We are Reddit. Okay, you can <laughs> oh, look yeah. up sports links on us. You Reddit. don't get to see someone's girlfriend's address and her butthole type or whatever. Oh, 4chan God. is. Yeah, you disgusting no. boys. Yeah, actually, don't do that, please. Please don't do that. I feel really bad. Like, there's a part of me that's like, fuck this guy, and then another part of me was like, he's just a human being living in Florida. He probably is a line cook at an IHOP at this point. His wife probably has, like, a good job. He's, and not, just- an I- he's not a line cook at an IHOP, John. You and I both know, we've talked about this before, Mike Sanders. Mike Sanders is a pre- comedian, comedian who does oh, weird he a, clubs. He's a comedian? his closer... A comedian. You fucking idiot. His closer is also online, and you what that is. That is that Sweet Home Alabama is such a good song. If his mama was dying, he'd have to fucking let her die and do a jig. And that's his closer. So... So he's stolen your clothes. He stole your clothes. So if anyone doesn't know the world of comedy, the maybe the most like played out thing is just uh, you're you have a loose idea for a joke and then you just play a song the audience likes and dances to it because no one could ever like like if the end of my show was like do you guys ever notice when you're answering the phone and then just a Drake song plays and people are like yeah I love Drake and I'm like good night everybody <laughs> like, no humor was involved people just like Drake I will pay for the promotion of your Edinburgh show this year if you close with that why why not why would I why would I turn that down 
All right. I, well, you owe me a bunch of money now. Yeah, it's fine. I get to choose the promotion. You're doing. You're t- not going in the fringe guide. <laughs> <laughs> I already paid for it. Nope. You well, piece of shit. Well, that was your so, mistake. Uh, Mike Sanders, <laughs> if you are listening, are we are sorry. We didn't know your dog died, and we didn't do that. <laughs> That's on purpose. so funny. You. That sentence weirdo. is great. You fucking weird. Don't say you fucking. Man's dog died. We're sorry for your dog loss, and I'm sorry that we made fun of your stand-up comedy. Not, re- I mean, yeah, you're up for. It's just weird to have 1,200 Twitter followers and be up for public ridicule. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I have like, 3,000 Twitter Twitter followers, and I'm definitely up for public ridicule. Ri- fuck, fuck. Me. No one knows who you are, John. No one knows who I am. No one knows who any. But people no one know knows who, who Mike Sanders no is. No one knows who Mike Sanders is based on the fact that we both have more Twitter followers That's than true. he. Maybe he just never got on a Twitter because he knew there was nothing good for him there. <laughs> there was just going to be snarky people in their 30s with bad diets saying weird things about him. I have a very good diet, and I say a lo- I've say i probably said the worst things about him, even in the beginning of this podcast. I was trying to bait people into trolling him, and now I feel really bad about it. John has a great diet. All come. <laughs> it's very healthy. It's good protein. I feel like that all the goodwill so, we did with the page episode is burned by the fact that we made fun of a man's <laughs> dead dog. <laughs> Hashtag did not make fun of his dead dog. Mike Sanders Hashtag. dead dog. Hashtag Mike Jesus Sanders dead Christ. dog. Hey, can anyone go to Mike Sanders dog funeral and shout, shut up, you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. That's terrifying. <laughs> We got a lot to live up to, though, because Scott Stasiak follows us on Twitter. Mike Sanders blocked us on Twitter. Twitter. I wonder if Chuck Palumbo is going to set up our Snapchat page or something like that. I really hope Chuck Palumbo becomes the third host on the Wrestler Review. It'd be really nice if he was like our expert go-to. He was like the Dave Meltzer for our live audio wrestling. We check in with Chuck. (laughs) Checking in with Chuck. Let's see what's going on. We can call this segment Chucking Around. Chucking it around. (laughs) Chucking things up. Yeah, it's time for the chuck-in with Chuck Palumbo. Also, <laughs> uh, as we get started, why the fuck do all the natural-born thrillers use their real names? And Chuck Palumbo, for no other reason, the amount of gimmicks this guy had that were horrendous is amazing. The, the, he this- is what, he's the last of a dying breed. He might be another in the Darso category, um, even though he's like 6'5 and whatever else. He's 6'5 uh, and looks amazing. And also, his wrestling career is is pretty lo- – for the natural-born thrillers, I believe, is the longest because he's was wrestling in the indies until 2014. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, he wasn't. He was uh, wrestling until about 2012. He actually got out uh, pretty, like, quick. He does a great interview with Bill Apter where he was like, are you ever coming back? And he was like, no. <laughs> I dig it. Like, like not at all. I'm not coming back. Because he had to have made some good money. Like, Billy and Chuck was a huge angle, and they were, like, WrestleMania paydays. Like, he was making six figures for a bunch of years. Like, you know what? Yeah. Chuck, like, before we get into it, Chuck Palumbo, great guy. And by he great, also, like, he is he a great guy, though? I've, deci- I've decided he's a great guy based on the fact that there's a lot of talk about on the internet about how he used to travel a lot with the big boss man, and any friend of Ray Trailers <laughs> is a friend of mine. Right there. Like, that right there. This friend of the goddamn show. Like, I got news for you. If I found out Chuck Palumbo's dog died the day we released this, I'm deleting the episode. <laughs> and I'm going to... We're not then classless. I, then I will do a solo episode about Mike Sanders, about his career in TNA. I didn't even think, like, I saw on his Instagram that his dog passed away and didn't even think about it, just posted the episode. It was on April... <laughs> make me a horrible person? <laughs> it, 
Well, no, it's technically technically the dog passed away on wait he passed away on April twenty second. I wrote it down. Yeah, so it passed away actually the day before we posted the episode. So it makes it Jesus even Jesus fucking Christ. So it looks like that we saw that information, and then we're like, <laughs> I know how to make this man feel better. Let's uh, let's two comedians in Britain with pale faces yeah. but fat dicks criticize him Ooh. and his 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 dream. We crushed a man's dream. No, actually, that's not true. The industry crushed a man's dream. We mocked it a decade later. Two decades we did later. Not, there's one man, but that's this just goes to show, like, Chuck Palumbo is in one way what wrestling wants, and Mike Sanders is in one way what wrestling wants, but it just goes to show you that, like, it doesn't matter if you're being a carny, uh, you still have to be a good dude, because like you said, Chuck Palumbo, has, you've only heard good things about this guy. And uh, he wrestled for 16 years off and on. No, it would be 14 years off and on with just like a, a good amount of talent. Like he even like kind of put in the cart before the uh, the dong here. But uh, he even like gets fired from WWE in one of those ways where you're like, yeah, that guy's not coming back because like you can't have like a six foot five jobber really. And he's like six foot five. He's too big to be a jobber and like kind of like weird you get him in a weird tag team no one really wants to see chuck palumbo but then he comes back anyway because he's probably just a great guy to hang out with and also he by the way along with everybody he's one of the few guys so he is part of the the same wcw power plant class as mike sanders and the rest of the people that made up the natural born thrillers oh yeah um, baby was originally pushed as the dude um, on Nitro in 1998, clearly they just were like, "Dude, love, let's do that now." <laughs> um, he accepted a fan challenge of Ernest the Cat Miller, um, and was uh, through that then began training and debuted again in 1999, just prior to Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara being hired as bookers. Now these two, Ferrara and Russo, clearly liked them some Palumbo. Um, Ooh, because yeah, they pushed baby. him, they pushed him under one of the best gimmicks I've ever heard, which is Jungle Jim. His gimmick oh, being ever- he's from a jungle. I actually remember this because it was on WCW Saturday Night, and I, it's weird. I feel like I'm the only person that's over it where I was like, I was clearly more, I was watching more WCW than WWE. Like, yeah, it wasn't until like 1999 ish when I was watching Raw full time because it was that's just very funny though because that's that's probably what a lot of people did because. You get shit like because uh, John Jungle Jim is not a like that's not an original idea because Jungle Jim Steel was in WCW for ninety three and ninety four squashing them squashing them fucking uh, jobbers and you better believe I saw Jungle Jim Steel and I was like oh Palumbo had a lot of energy here oh nope that's a different guy and Jungle Jim Steel's finishing move was. A Luthez press, no punches. And that's now, you know, when you're a good wrestler. Oh, boy. It's when your finishing move involves no violence. Yeah. Oh, my God. The Luthez. I put him on his back, and I made I made him some mint tea. That's my finisher. The Luthez press. What it is is I show them my dick up close, and then they, they pass out from shame. <laughs> Do you ever think that when Steve... They whisper, uh, before marriage, and fall down. When Steve Austin was roid raging and attacked Deborah like the piece of shit that he is, do you think he ever tried to give her a Luthez press as foreplay? <laughs> I think that would be pre-roid rage, just having a good time, Stone Cold. It is crazy, by the way, that like so many wrestlers are like, get them out of the business. Macho Man Randy Savage, at this point... like. When everyone is kind of like, like Lanny Poffo even said in the, when asked, did your brother fuck an underage Stephanie McMahon? And his response was, 
There's only two people who know for sure. One of them's dead and the other one's not talking. Basically being like, yeah, he did. He certainly did. They put him <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. And that was only after he died and the fans were like, you have to do it. And they probably did it. So they were like, let's just do this so people will stop talking about how our CMO got railed by madness. They refused. Like, they. Well, I mean, was. I mean, I don't think it's a point of weakness to be like, uh, yeah, she was a victim of stat rape. Anyway. But I'm not saying it's a point. We cannot have a CEO who is a victim of rape. I'm not that saying is not that. something that what, we can have in our company. What John, I am sa- no, no. John, what I, hashtag listen. John hates rape victims. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate them. What I'm saying is this. Is the saying <laughs> that they haven't come forward and used it. They've never acknowledged it. It's one of those things where it's like, that's a dark story. Like, the internet wrestling community thinks it's hilarious, but it's like, if she was 17, he was 40. That's disgusting and horrible, and the Macho Man's a bad guy. And the WWE still, like, embraced it and totally fine. Steve Austin, on the other hand, beat his wife a bunch, never took him off television. Never, like, not a problem with us. Do you understand? Like, there's a, like... It's just wrestling's fucking weird, and like they—they're just sort of like that's fine. I don't think that's—I don't—I think that's really just more of an issue of this is the biggest star we've ever had, and that guy is the maybe sixth biggest star we ever had. But that's not my daughter, and that is my daughter. Like, I unfortunately, see, that is what happened, John. I see you your point. I see your point, bitch. And I raise you the fact that when Hulk Hogan, when let's call it N-word Gate dropped for Hulk Hogan. They at least nice. took him off television for a while. Like, they'll for sure bring him back, and they're just waiting for the opportune moment to bring him back. I hope to God they don't bring him back and immediately put him into a program with the New Day, because Lord knows that's what Vince McMahon <laughs> probably wants to do. He'll just apologize to them. They know. Like, you understand? Like, it just it goes to show that wrestling is just sometimes so ridiculous. Like, even the fact that... He'll apologize to the New Day. He'll apologize. Be like, I, so we're square, mean black people. I, I gotta be honest, I wouldn't put it past... That's so terrifying. Like, the fact, even <laughs> the so fact that Ch- Chuck Palumbo's name is Jungle Jim, they're like, get it? He's, he's crazy. He was raised around black people in the jungle. You know what the crazy thing was? Is uh the his super kick? They still call it the jungle kick, even when he's in the natural born thrillers with the uh, Jindrak and then later uh, O'Hare. They still call it the jungle kick. They're still like, it's kind of like, <laughs> I mean, it's not in a lot of ways. It's not obviously, but it's kind of like how Hunter's move is still the pent- the pedigree. Yeah, even though <laughs> he's like, ge- the pedigree, the greatest move in the history of mankind, which was when he was a fancy boy. Yeah. Who- he had separate people comb each of his hairs on the top of his head. What his gimmick was, he was a French guy or whatever. Oh my god! Yeah, he's he was French. A, that's bad. He was the Connecticut blue blood. Uh, also, here's the weird thing: is if you think about it, like I was just thinking, like what is Triple H's gimmick now? Basically, his gimmick now is he's he's the dude that you're. He, Triple H of all the wrestlers. This is a trod upon topic for the rest of you, but he of all the wrestlers, his gimmick would be the dude your mom dates when your dad leaves. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he who he is is he who he is actually to wrestling fans is a his gimmick is he controls the wrestling company blah blah blah. Who he wants to be is literally Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. And he's not he's just I don't know, man, he's good, he's all right, but he's just not that he's just not that good. Like if they would have made Palumbo huge, you would have been like, I guess I mean, I gotta say this. I, I, I mean, he's better a, than Chuck Palumbo as a wrestler, but oh yeah, the thing with Chuck Palumbo is, and I'll give this to Chuck, Chuck Palumbo. He will take anything and run with it. Like 
he changed a lot of gimmicks. It basically his first big push um, once he got into the WCW uh, was in basic, 2000. Maybe. In 2000, he was aping Lex Luger's gimmick, and they basically did total package versus the main event. They did the same entrance. This is when they, for some reason, put a weird symbol on the back of um, Lex Luger's tights and had him be in team package, which was just him and Elizabeth, I think. And it was actually an interesting feud. Like, they had Chuck Palumbo attacking him with a bunch of weightlifting gear. He inadvertently hit Elizabeth. Like, it was, they did a lot of, like, old territorial tricks. But it kind of put Palumbo over. And also, the way that Palumbo looked at that time with his weird curly hair is it's like, yeah, he's just an upstart dick. Like, the one thing the natural-born thrillers had going for them is, to a fault, they all looked like smarmy bags of shit. Like, they look like the guys that are at the gym that when you're, like, trying to do a little bit heavier of a weight than you're not used to, they're like, all right, move it along. Like, they're the kind of guys that criticize how you lift a weight at the gym. That's something I would know. <laughs> Dylan doesn't know because he doesn't go to the gym. He's no, bad. I go to the gym all the time. I no, go you to don't. the gym all the time. That's and not, I yeah, decide you, to leave. And I decide to leave. Yeah, you so go I that, had a review that said I was physically impressive. Have you ever been called physically impressive? Nope. Yes, yes I have. No, you haven't. By the following people. No. Your mom. Your sister. Nope. Your stepdad. Nope. Your, nope. Step, your stepdad, Art, bought that was, me. You he did acid. Me. You did acid, and that you were staring at a piece of garbage you were sticking your dick in, which is <laughs> yeah. called your mom. You you fuck your mom. What? No, I don't. Oh, Who it's told you okay, John. Lose your virginity to me again every day. <laughs> oh, you God. you fucking fuck your own mom, man. That's fucking John. <laughs> hang on, hang on. How I like you... how, I like that you you didn't say that's gross. It's, that's weird. That's something that's strange only to me. Well, it's weird to the rest of the world. So you bang your mom. I don't bang my mom. Yeah, um, you do. No, I don't. So All right. in so year two thousand. WCW is rife with ideas. The other thing is, this this is the classic thing of, like, this is... Everyone's shits on 2000 WCW, but one thing that they certainly did basically steal from WWE is he debuts in March, losing to Scott Steiner on Thunder. Who's back in, back in TNA, by the way. My goddamn Twitter blew up right. with that information. <laughs> so he's so he loses to Scott Steiner in, uh, in March, and by May he's feuding with Lex Luger, Who's one of your top four guys? This is pretty much something the WWF would do now, or WWE would do. I don't know why I keep calling it WWF. I'm like the only guy who hasn't changed. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm like still saying hyperlinks before <laughs> before websites. I'm that guy. www.google.com. Do you still do you um, still tell people? Do you still use Yahoo as a search engine? You fucking idiot. <laughs> I think Yahoo's done as a search engine. Is that true? I mean, I'm sure it's around, but it's probably like Yahoo, powered by Bing. You're like, who Bing stuff? Yeah, who does Bing stuff? I know one person who Bing stuff. <laughs> who does that? It's my uncle, because he doesn't like the idea of cookies, so he, he switches search engines every three weeks. All right. Yeah. I mean, he loves the... That's weird. All right. He just switches search engines? Yeah. Just so the cops it. don't catch up to him? or? No, man. I wish it was something that seedy. It's a Hastings family trait. He's just using it for he's just using it to look up recipes usually, but he's got to Yahoo it, which is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, the idea of I'm sure every search engine is streamlined to be the exact same now, but I just don't want to be caught on Yahoo, so I don't look like I don't know who would use Yahoo. Just someone who cryogenically frozen and then comes back and they're like, "I'll Yahoo it," and uh, you can get me on at my email at beer.com. I remember when I used to have a an Iron Maiden uh, email. E email? 
Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you still use that? Because they got rid of it. I still would be using it. Maidenmail.com. It was fucking awesome. Maidenmail.com? They have, um... What was it? They had... You remember when D- David Hasselhoff tried to start his own version of MySpace called Hoffspace? No, but it was I... just like just as David Hasselhoff's like ironic fame had curbed a bit, so it was just like no one's gonna join this. <laughs> oh damn it! I would have totally joined Hoffspace. Uh, yeah, Hoffspace. It might still be around. Um, um, I feel like Chuck Palumbo but... could have definitely played a villain on nice, Baywatch. By the there. way. Oh yeah, well, because you were saying about. Um, the natural born thrillers all looked like uh, Jim Dix. I think that they all kind of looked lost, except for Mike Sanders. But it is kind of weird to have a five-person stable where it's like not. If you have two people, they can learn how to play off each other. If you have five, that's impossible. One person yeah. just has to. And this is a weird thing that brain. I'm going to point out. But there's something about the fact that their 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 t-shirts that they would all wear were gray and not black. There's something about that where I'm like, these guys are dicks. Like I don't know why. A sweaty gray T-shirt. Immediately, I'm like, "Oh fuck these fucking losers!" But I, <laughs> it's a weird thing to no, know yeah. about yourself. Like it just it that's it goes into that sort of thing. Also, how fucking quickly they blow off the fucking feud with Lex Luger. Okay, so he starts the feud in May, and by August, they're in the Natural Born Thrillers, being coached by Kevin Nash, and they're just not feuding. They basically feuded for a month and a half, and then they're like, "We're done." Yeah, hundred percent. They also, like, do the thing, they kind of work backwards in that, like, they, after only, only after a bit do they decide, oh, we'll put this guy, this big guy in a tag team with another big guy. They put him, they put him with uh, Sean Stasiak, um, and they win the the tag titles, like, so quickly against Chronic, who's... Oh, <laughs> yeah, Chronic, Chronic was, by the way, for those of you who don't remember Chronic, Chronic is Brian Adams and Brian Clark, and their gimmick yep. was they talk about weed, but definitely don't smoke it. <laughs> so, Chronic was basically like, what if the APA uh, loved weed instead? Yeah, but they did, like, they clearly are not people that smoked weed. Like, if you have... Exactly, yeah. If you have a soul patch that's going horizontal from your lip down to your chin, you don't get high. You don't do you don't do weed. You do pills by yourself and then you cold call escort agencies and just to, just to the price compare. Like you know that Brian but Clark was taking like muscle relaxants and then just being like I don't want you to fuck me. I want you to talk to me about fucking my friends. Understand this though. I am no doubt. Brian Brian Clark and Brian Adams are have both passed away. So that is it's pretty dark, man. It's pretty dark. <laughs> it's just hey, like by the way, hey, potheads, you say that you can't overdose on weed? Chronic did. <laughs> also, isn't it kind of crazy that all of the natural born thrillers are still alive? I mean, we have yet to look up Reno. They are not all still alive. But most of the natural born thrillers have moved on to like very nice careers for themselves, like Mike Sanders. Is it Mike Sanders is a DJ and stand-up comedian? You could do you could do much worse. Sean Stasiak is a is a chiropractor that just tweets out inspirational quotes. And, and also uh, photos Chuck of him Palumbo. with the Rock. Don't forget about the photos with the Rock that are very depressing. Let's not let's not gloss over <laughs> the various photos of him with the Rock. Occasionally, what were, definitely what were tweeting photos? at yeah, the photos. He, he you got to go back a little bit. There's a good spurt there where he's definitely trying to get Dwayne's attention on Twitter, and it is. Really uncomfortable. 
It's well, like I mean, if you, that's what you got to do, baby. This is something you may not have noticed, but I've noticed it occasionally at comedy festivals. If there's like a big act that comes in, there'll be like a small act who's at the comedy festival for the first time or like randomly knows it will like tweet at the big act being like, where are you at? Let's get a drink. And I always want to be like, just re- like, just reply like, ew. <laughs> you just noticed that? I mean, people do that all the time. Yeah, that's the weird thing about comedy when people are just like, uh, yeah, like, uh, hey, do you want to hang out? Louis C.K., it's me. A middle from Alberta. <laughs> no, like, I'm talking about people that we are definitely friends with who should know better have done it a few times, and it... Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I know what you're talking Haha. <laughs> and no one will know. We are talking about, of course, Sean O'Hare. We're talking about Dylan Gott. And Reno. Reno's the best because that dude did nothing. He is like that's gonna be that's gonna be a bad episode, John. Flat out, we're gonna have to do Jindrak and Reno in the same week because Jindrak has definitely probably got the least to talk about, and Reno has legitimately probably nothing other than like watching his matches. <laughs> so, Palomo and Stasiak, uh, WCW Tag Team Champions, uh, two more times. They split in early January two thousand one, and then they do the big swing. Um, they basically do a swap because O'Hare and Jindrak are teaming, and then Palumbo and O'Hare start to be uh, start to become a team. And uh, Palumbo and O'Hare are pretty much it's pretty much decided that these are the two dudes who have the most potential in the Natural Born Thrillers. Um, I don't know about that. I think Jindrak had a lot of like Jindrak had like a big Ted DiBiase vibe, where it's like. Yeah, he just like you said, he looks like a piece of utter dog shit. Um, so they actually ended up as the last WCW Tag Team Champions, and they win their match on the final Nitro, their final match being against Team Canada, which is Lance Storm and Mike Awesome. Yes, and please. That yes, was one of the last, please. but that was one of the that was one of the only matches on that card where like there was an option that either team could win because all four of those guys got contracts to come into the WWF for the Invasion. Um, whereas like a lot of the, the reason they had like a night of champions is because a lot of the champions weren't going to come in. Like they just weren't going to be brought in to WWF immediately on the invasion. So yeah. So they needed to get the belts off of like Scott Steiner and Kevin Nash and get them onto Elix Skipper and a member of the young dragons. (laughs) But Palumbo and O'Hare, I think were a good tag team. Um, they were a great tag team. I still... Chuck Palumbo, it's one of those things where you, I think of him, I went, before I went into research for this, I thought of him as literally a bag of shit, and then actually looking at him, I'm like, actually, he's pretty good. Like, he's a bit green. Right? But like, he's a good wrestler. He's a good wrestler, and by the time you, it's skipping ahead a little bit, but by the time you get to Billy and Chuck, you're like, holy fuck, like, they actually did this pretty delicately, and yes, it's such in bad taste what the wwe was kind of pulling off which is basically they're gay that's bad let's laugh at the gay people <laughs> but no, no, no. Like, here's what it was it was ch- we'll get into it after the after the break i assume but yeah, like yeah. The- what they pull off is exactly bad but chuck palumbo does a good job with it and the other thing is he realizes by this point it's kind of like there's two things that can happen like especially when you're brought in in WCW, and your f- first feud is basically with Lex Luke. Like, so your first feud in wrestling, you kind of start at the top. You start feuding with a world champion, and then um, years later, like how many years later? That's 
that's two years later. You're you're supposed to portray a, hey, uh, you're gay for that guy, but that guy's not into it. But then he becomes into it. Like that's your, and that's your character at the time. So there. He, he could have just given up, is what I'm saying. Like, it's very easy that he just gives up. He's like, I want to be the world champ. Fuck this shit. Um, you're saddling me with this gimmick. There's absolutely no way I can be a world champ now. Which is true. He can't, he can't. He could never have been a world champ, even if he would have just fucking... Everything would have clicked and he would have been one of the... I mean, yeah. If you click whatever, you need to take three years off and you're a new guy. But, like, he would have never outrun that that gimmick. Especially now... When wrestling fans are assholes, where they'll just chant your, like Bray Wyatt still gets Husky Harris chants, like just let it go, guys. Yeah, Sometimes I, people are things before they're the other thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it would be like if everyone was chanting "stunning" whenever Steve Austin came down to the exactly, room. but that shit would have happened. That shit would have happened now. If if Stone Cold Steve Austin would have come out now, people are like, oh what, stunning Steve? I'm supposed to believe he's a redneck now. I'll tell you another thing that bugs the shit out of me is people that are like, his entrance is cool, so I like him. And it's like, you're not supposed to like Bobby Roode. He's clearly supposed to be a dick. But because wrestling fans are also just dudes on the internet, it's like, that video is fun to watch. So it's like, okay, so you basically (laughs) want to go back to heels don't have music or an entrance. They're just in the ring like a fucking job guy. Because I got news for you. At a certain point, they're going to start doing that because they just need to get the psychology of wrestling back. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? I heard a really interesting argument about how Roman Reigns is just like the best tweener of all time. Uh, tweener always sounds really... I hate I'm that a big word. tweener. I'm a tweener. Are you? That's good, except you're wrong and you're bad. That's bad. You're bad. <laughs> you're bad. So Palumbo and O'Hare come into the WWF as the tag team champions. What do, what do you do first with them, John? I'd make sure that they lose quickly to uh, to whoever I to can find. The Brothers the of Destruction. Acolyte don't they Protection Agency. No, they feud with them, but don't they eventually lose the belts to the Brothers of Destruction? They started feuding with them, and the APA beat them. Good. Makes sense. Uh, That's what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, And then... They beat the Hardy Boys to rehab them, and then Kane and Kane and <laughs> the Undertaker ate their whole body. But this was out of, but this was out of because they were like they're gonna have Chronic face Kane and the Undertaker, and then they had Kane and the Undertaker murder them. Yeah, and they were off TV in like a week and a half. The reason why Chronic is dead is because the Undertaker actually took out a gun and shot both of them in the middle of the ring, <laughs> and then fucked the wound. He fucked the. W- it was a really weird episode. It's hard to find on the network. But if you look for it, you can find it, which is the Undertaker fucking the neck wound of Brian Clark. He fucks it. It's <laughs> well, crazy. The rumor around that time was that the Undertaker is actually friends with both those dudes, which is why they got the like shine over Palumbo and O'Hare. Yeah, man, they were but, both like, in the bones. WCW. T- they were Just both in the, do bone the angle skulls for a year. No, don't do the angle for a year. I've said this a thousand times. They had to wait till the next November, and then they had everyone. But they're like, no, we do this now. You don't need to. Yeah, exactly. You can just put it on ice for a bit. It's absolutely insane, man. Um, that's, yeah, I mean, they had potential. And Palumbo, I think, suffered from this thing that a lot of people, not a lot of people do, but some guys do where it's like, yeah, he has all the physical tools, but he also just really seems like a nice guy. Like, probably because he is a nice guy. And Sean O'Hare kind of had this, like, could have been, he could have built up himself for a bit. And both of them have the thing where it's like, A, Palumbo seemed like too nice a guy, so he has to be a babyface. And then you're working, and starting in 2002, wrestling kind of gets a lot smaller. 
because um, you get dorks like us who start wanting to be wrestlers. And B, they're full-time wrestlers after three years. And if you're just going to be a good wrestler, then you need like five or six years to become a professional at your craft. You can't just go through a camp and then you get fucking out there. You know what I mean? On national television. This guy's already been on national television for two years and he's been wrestling for three. Like, that's insane. It's it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's basically like, what if NXT was Monday Night Raw? Without, exactly. them being, without them having this draw of indie darlings that have been built up for 10 years because they refused to look at independence and were only going for ex-NFL yeah. players. <laughs> um, all right. I think it's break time. We're gonna time to take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to take, take a, a break. And then we come back. Uh, and then it's, it's, all oh, Billy, it's all Billy and Chuck, which, and then a brief little bit of FBI, and then we wrap up. No, 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 no. We're getting into Chuck Palumbo likes motorcycles, so help me God. Oh, you want to talk about Chuck Palumbo being a dude who owns a motorcycle? That lasted for way longer than you Two years. It, it was it. two years. It was two fucking years. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it. Bafter da Bake. Ooh, what a break we're having. That was such a good episode of the Wrestler Review again. Ladies and gentlemen, please rate and subscribe to the Wrestler Review. Of course, we also want to review it review our podcast for the love of fucking christ and also guys give us some money not with a patreon nope or some sort of naughty amazon link we don't want you to give us money for a goddamn nothing right here's what we want you guys to do we both have comedy albums please buy those comedy albums on our website thejohnhastings.com that is john's website and dylanagot.com the A is for awesome. I'm an awesome guy. DylanAgot.com, TheJohnHastings.com. Please buy our comedy albums. We love you. Please make love to us in our beds while we're naked. The A is for Atherton. We're back now. Ooh. Okay, so the year is 2002. Vince McMahon finally discovers they're gay people, which, especially to Pat Patterson's <laughs> shock and surprise. Which he does not like. Doesn't not, does, yeah, he doesn't like them and doesn't know about them. Imagine you're Pat Patterson. You're Pat Patterson. You what are you are, up to there? You're an open... What are you up to? Uh, you fellas hang out too much. Um, no sneezing. <laughs> no Dave, dick sneezing. Mr. McMahon's best friend is an openly gay man with a live-in partner of 40 years, and he probably made that guy go and pitch Billy and Chuck to Chuck Palumbo <laughs> and Billy Gunn. He basically, yeah. he was like, Pat, you know how what you do is horrible? Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, go, go tell those two actual men... They're going to do what you do, which is gross. <laughs> That's um, uh, Pat's uh, partner tag team. They're on a tag team. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tag team. Do you think Vince just thinks... Their finishing move is weird and, uh, and it makes me feel bad in my pants. But they're a tag team. Uh, just This is apropos of nothing, but do you think that Vince McMahon and Linda have had sex outside of creating Shane and Stephanie? Because I'm willing to bet no. <laughs> I think they did up until Shane. Shane's older, right? Yeah. yeah. I think they did up until Shane. And then after that, uh, he uh, had a meeting with her after three days after she gave birth to the baby because he wanted her to look professional and said that her, her <laughs> vagina had been compromised and he no longer <laughs> views her as a sexual being. And then he fired her from sex with him. And only, and he got like a, he got an ice cream scoop and dropped a load into it. And that's how Stephanie was made. Why is it an ice cream scoop? scoop? Why is it an ice cream scoop and not a turkey baster? So it would hurt more. 
so she would know so she would know it's bad so she would know that her body is now compromised and bad and she should i really hope Vince linda i'll be linda i'll be frank today. with you here if your if your body was was a, it's it's like a used napkin oh. there's, a, there's a square left where i can wipe my face but there's not much i'll tell you that um other things to consider this is something i just wanted to bring up i've been meaning to bring up for about two weeks who was the largest corporate contributor to Donald Trump's campaign? It's the best. Vince McMahon, I guess. WWE, largest donor to his campaign. That's fucking insane, man. Oh, God, that's awful. Ladies, we watch these guys. Every week we watch. I indirectly have contributed. No, actually, that's not true. I don't pay for the WWE Network. I still use Brendan's login. So, Brendan Burns has helped pay for <laughs> Donald Trump being the president. It's nuts, man. It's oh really, like, when you look at what uh, they do, it's bad. <laughs> it is bad. Linda McMahon, and John Cena's engagement was brought in at a Senate hearing. Someone jokingly was like, oh, uh, I saw your friend John got engaged last night. <laughs> and she was, like, you could tell she's very uncomfortable. Like, yes, that indeed did happen. Fucking Vince. <laughs> Just trying to also, do... Also, we did a Native American headdress angle in 1993, and then didn't learn anything from it. <laughs> Did it in 2008 again. <laughs> yeah, if they start digging... Just so you know, they drink the fire water. Yeah. It's 2008. Hey, uh, um, yeah, as long as no one digs deep into Chief J. Strongbow's genetic history, they'll be okay. <laughs> Wait a uh, minute, have you guys just been getting Italian people and putting varying levels of spray tan on them <laughs> to yeah. be every ethnicity? So Wahoo McDaniel apparently still wants to fight Chief J. Strongbow, even though I think Wahoo's dead. Um, so Billy and Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Palumbo and Billy Gunn come back. They put they're put into a tag team together, and they slowly start just showing affection for one another. Um, and they really don't do a good job of teasing this. They immediately give them one of the most like their theme song should be just Dylan's version of Dolph Ziggler's theme song. Where I'm here to fuck your dad. I'm here to fuck your dad. <laughs> um, I really do think that uh, their theme song should have just been like thighs it's like just slapping just oh. like <laughs> let's wrestle pop 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 we're gay gay <laughs> that's our character gay gay that's our character <laughs> now they basically took chicken shit and tried to make it chicken salad and almost succeeded in that the way they did it was pretty subtle in that the way you could tell that they were like what oh, for wrestling it was relatively subtle and also they didn't they both looked like they were fine with it, and you could tell they were both like, well, this is something we're doing. And because it's the WWE, they're probably going to pay them extra because they're like, what you're doing is against God. Who books this? <laughs> they also did this angle, oddly enough, with Too Cool, where it was like Too Cool would <laughs> at house shows. Uh, like my friend Adrian went to a house show once and when he was like, uh, we were like 13, and he said that too cool like brian christopher was on all fours because he had just got punched out and then someone kicked scotty too hottie in the back and then he went behind brian christopher and they like did the whole thing where it's like oh we're caught like this and they looked at the crowd or whatever and then everyone laughed and chanted <laughs> like gay 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 and it's the same thing like they would just they would yeah. get ta all tangled up and it would the be big fine thing, the because... big thing to point out is there was a big difference shockingly between wwe 1998 and wwe 2002 which is like in 2002 they're like we're no longer the attitude era 
quickly, someone fuck Sable. Well, in 1998, they were like, yeah. And then the next match, it's a fuck Sable match where Sable <laughs> gets fucked, and that's good. Hopefully, well, 2002 she- was kind of this weird era where it's like Vince still wanted to do the stuff that made the Attitude Era, which is like, yeah, we're still gonna be extreme, but also like, like the set became really sleek. Mm-hmm. So it's just this weird. It was like a, if you went to a rub and tug in like a in a Holiday Inn. It was basically <laughs> it was like they like tried. Everything to... was really sleek and and what, universal. Everything was universal. There was no change in between any set, but it, yet like the storylines are like uh, this guy's fucking a dead chick. Gay is bad. And, and what else do we want to go on with here? Oh, and if, French people are horrible. <laughs> that was another storyline that was for a while. Oh, yeah. And also, anyone not from America sucks because they are happy about 9-11. Let's not forget about that. Let's not, <laughs> let's not gloss over the yeah. 9-11 is good because we're not from here. Like, oh, boy. So, Billy and Chuck, a bunch of things happen, including Rico getting added as their stylist. Um, yep. They go from subtly hinting at the fact that they're gay to they just full on have a proposal. Now, keep in mind, Glad actually pointed out that this was a pretty positive representation of a gay couple on WWE programming. They won a lot of matches and not from like and not like they're like they didn't win a match because they keep the wrestlers kept getting counted out because they wouldn't fight them because they had boners like which you <laughs> know was proposed like you you know that Billy and Chuck I in wish. a meeting had to be like absolutely not we're not doing um they also had a really brief thing for some reason where they were friends with Tajiri and Tori and didn't like Tori cuz she's a woman and that's bad but they thought like you could kind of hint that they were like are they gonna do a thing where they both fuck tajiri there's just a couple of weird but again here's why i love tajiri he like you could just see he's like i'm gonna go along with this even though there is a segment where literally billy gunn goes ah tajiri that's good to see you like it's you're like oh no 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 you can't jesus christ how do you be how about our gay character and our Japanese character do the things they both do only? Yeah. It's I, terrifying. I want to know Tajiri. I want to sit down with him and be like, what's it like to be the most understanding man in the world? Just be like, that's ah, fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> do whatever. Oh, am I still... Th- okay, Paul Heyman has me. I'm a, I'm a like an unstoppable killing machine. The Vince McMahon has me. I'm a waiter now. I'm yeah. a waiter with big teeth. My teeth aren't big though. I'll yeah, get big teeth. I okay. only I only wrestle at two thirty. Whatever, that's fine. <laughs> oh no, he has to eat rice. He loses. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. So, Billy and Chuck do get some big wins here because they beat uh, four corner elimination match. They beat uh, APA Dudley's and the Hardys at WrestleMania. Um, for fuck's sake, the Chuck Palumbo is at yeah, a WrestleMania. Buddy. Come on, get in. Get in here. And uh check this out. They lose their they lose the title to Rikishi and Rico. Mm-hmm. Who uh was fo- who forced so I like that though. I don't like that this is another thing where they kept Rikishi around for an odd amount of time. Oh yeah. It Rik- felt like Rikishi they never really switched his gimmick whatsoever. But they no, kept no, him no. And they still made him kept them kind of strong. They made him heal there for a minute when he was I did it for the rock. I did it for the rock when they made yeah, him and be- then and then The Rock ended, like, Rikishi's career. Because, I did that for The Rock. I did that for yeah. the people. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay, well, 
Like, you had to have had The Rock take him seriously, and he just didn't. And it's yeah. also like, no you one can't talks about the fact push that a guy who has really a thong. Like, a, you can't, Yokozuna with a thong isn't going to work as your top guy. Yeah, well, you also can't keep him in that attire. Like, you also have to do the thing that, keep, take away the thing that people loved about him. So he then comes out in full trunks and never does the stink face when he's the heel. Do you understand? Yeah. Like, that's simple psychology. Again, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, I should not be able to come up with this shit. This is something that the people that professionally book wrestling should know. But it's the simplest fucking thing. If he's a good guy because he puts his ass in people's faces, if you want people to boo him, he doesn't do that. You got to flip it. He, like, instead of rubbing their faces, he, like, daintily wipes the sweat off of their faces with a towel. <laughs> the one thing I didn't like is that they lose the title to Edge and Hulk Hogan. And I, it's not that I don't like that they did that. It's just that literally, like, <laughs> you have America dropping the big leg on gay people. <laughs> just like yeah. Horrifying. Again, not that surprised. It's just like, Are you surprised? Boom. Boot. Leg drop. You can't get married, dudes. <laughs> Marriage. <laughs> Marriage is for a man and a woman. Next thing, a man and a man getting married. What's it going to be? A man can marry... A laptop? Get out of here. Leg drop laptop too. You know? Just, it's just like, you can't, it's, if, if Rikishi beats him, it's still like, well, so, that guy in a thong. Won. So what you gonna do, Fine. Harvey Milk, when all the Hulkamaniacs <laughs> send their friend to eat some Twinkies and shoot you? Like, yeah, that is exactly what they basically did. Yeah, exactly. Just terrifying. So... They do tease, like I said, they're going to do this wedding angle, and they had been getting some good press from Glad, oddly enough, even though they're, even though literally anybody from that organization turns on television. It's like, oh, why are they bad? Because they're gay men. They only started cheating recently when they got a hairstylist because yeah. they're gay men. Yeah, because they're so, gay Because <laughs> they are gay people. That's why they have a stylist, because real men don't have yeah. style. Real Rico, men, so they wear a brown sh- suit with black socks because... God damn it. That's why. Because <laughs> you don't want to show off too much. Yeah. Um, the only thing so that has they, flair is Ric Flair, and that's because it's his last name. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't his real last name, and he's bad too, but he also very, very, he very much always talks about how he has sex with women, which yes. is what you have to do when you dress nice. You have to tell <laughs> everyone that you're straight. Yeah, if you own a cardigan, you better smell like pussy constantly. um they they then go into the wedding angle they propose he proposes to him and says he wants him to be his partner for life they hold a marriage ceremony now at the same time as this is going on on raw they had eric bischoff as the gm and he's feuding with stephanie mcmahon over the fact that basically eric bischoff wants to see hot lesbian action and wants stephanie mcmahon (laughs) to be a hot lesbian and she's like i don't want to do that you can't force me to have sex with women and he says yes i can and then two samoan gangsters beat up people if he's not entertained it was it's insane it's insane also three minute warning looks so fucking badass jesus christ could those two fucks wrestle i totally really really liked that angle and i really liked it was the only time i've ever seen them do a samoan angle like it's the only time i've ever seen a samoan person be a person previous to roman reigns like yeah i was i thought they didn't bring in like I'm like man, they worked backwards actually with with Umaga because he comes in as like cool gangster dude, and then and then like years later he's oh once again you can't headbutt a Samoan he's a beast man. Yeah, a couple of things you need to know about people from that island they don't have brains in their heads also they don't speak English. 
<laughs> also, also, his thumb computer. is strong. Don't forget about that. His thumb <laughs> is strong. Oh, man, that's so good. I love those finishing moves. They brought him and the Great Cali back, and it was like, he, he got chopped in the brain. What do you want from the guy? His brain's, his brain's off now. You chop a man in the brain, I don't know how you can beat that. A thumb to the throat, a chop. Him, Ming, Umaga, Ming, and the Great Cali should have formed a stable and just been like, you watch your guy. Like Tongan death grip, <laughs> then thumb throat, and then brain chop, and the guy's just out forever. That's how you retire people. It'd be amazing. Um, so they do this as this publicity stunt, and the reason they get a lot of heat is because, as we mentioned before on this program, one of the greatest things in pro wrestling history is that Vince McMahon outwardly just says, uh, yes, there will be a gay marriage on television on wrestling. And then Glad is so excited, and they're like, finally this is going to happen. And uh, Vince McMahon has Billy and Chuck say, we're not fucking gay. They didn't say fuck, but they might as well have. And the crowd goes fucking insane. Uncomfortably so. Unfucking comfortably so. <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen Canyon come out of the closet? He comes out of the closet on any show. He's like, guys, I'm gay. And then they boo. And Diamond Dallas oh. Page has to get in the ring and be like, come on, guys. don't. This is really hard for him. Oh. Awful, awful stuff. It's fucking terrifying. And we're surprised that these dudes donated to the Trump campaign. I mean, not surprised. It's kind of like wrestling, being a wrestling fan and being uh, like an adult is constantly reconciling things with yourself. Yeah, it's constantly looking at your own hands being like, yeah, yeah, I like this again. (laughs) If you like sports, if you like pro wrestling, you just have to like accept part of you as a bad person, I think. Mm -hmm. Because... It's not like, oh, uh, I really, man, I really love the New York Yankees. Oh, did you know they're a shell corporation for a private military? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just like, ah, oh, no, the U.S. isn't invading that country. The New York Yankees essentially are. Uh, they made half a million dollars a year, which they funnel all into their setting babies on fire in the Middle East program. Yeah, they don't want the mum. They want the mums and kids to look uh, to the mums and dads to look at the babies being on fire, and then they smoke the babies. Isn't also, fun? the fact anyway, that no one should be game. surprised by the guy who literally doesn't know what a podcast is likes Donald Trump. Do you understand that? He apparently also he does he didn't know that Luke Gallows was um um the same Luke Gallows that's already been in the company. This is that's out, funny. This has come out recently. He didn't know he was Festus. Like still, does. that's great. That's great. It's the guy's fuck. got too much on his goddamn plate. All right, does he? This man, <laughs> we are going to, we are going to one day when that man dies, <sighs> all the other things we are going to do a like, thirteen part episode on everything. Do you understand what Vince McMahon's plans for his death are? Is he was like, I want everyone to take a day off and then forget, forget that I ever like basically like remember me, but then I'm gone. Like they- <laughs> and then me in a match with Triple H. I guarantee I that funeral is going to be shown on the network and it's going to be embarrassing. What do you want to bet that Vince McMahon's funeral, they bury him upside down and everyone has to kiss his ass? <laughs> Just everyone, everyone who comes to the funeral has to join the Kiss My Ass Club. They all kiss his dead ass. I'm not going to bet that because that's too good of an idea that he may do that. <laughs> Vince, you can use that if you're listening. So they, uh, Billy and Chuck sue. They got beat up by a three-minute warning because they're because <laughs> they upset Rico by um, not getting married. Then Chuck Palumbo joins the full-blooded Italians. So they reform 
the FBI, like an ECW, but this time it's Nunzio, Johnny the Bull, and uh, Palumbo. So you got two-thirds WCW 2000. They're basically just like a job stable. They were they were 3MB before 3MB, baby. Mm-hmm, baby. And now you're saying John, Chuck Palumbo's in the FBI for two years. He's only in Billy and Chuck really for a short time. He goes uh, he goes to Indies for a year, but then he comes back as everybody's favorite. I love motorcycles, Chuck Palumbo. Now, uh, that's not his name. Times? That's not his name. That's not his name. That what is, is his name? No, his name is Chuck. His name was what was it? Custom Chucky e. P. Or something that's correct. Like that? His nickname was Custom Chucky e. P. Oh, it's embarrassing. It's so good though, because here's what I like about uh, I like motorcycles, Chuck Palumbo, is that this isn't even the first time they try this character because they also do it with Victoria and the Undertaker. The Undertaker's doing this gimmick. While this is happening. The other thing I like about this is Palumbo starts an on-screen relationship with Michelle McCool, <laughs> which is like, do you basically think- he's like, that. that's how I look. Do you think The Undertaker is so concussed he was, thought he was Chuck Palumbo? And he's like, I guess I'm married to that girl. And I really, I, you know what? I'm not going to say that that is what happened, but I'm going to nod and go, there's a there's like a 40%. The same odds that we never went to the moon are that The Undertaker thinks that Chuck Palumbo is him. <laughs> Here's like, what I really like, though. I think that that's probably why they were like, uh-oh, um, Undertaker thinks Chuck Palumbo's him, and he keeps wandering around backstage being like, I never fucked a man, and then like keeps showing photos of this man that he fucked one time in Texas, because he's such a man that he's like, he... Sometimes he had so many, so much sex with a bunch of women. He's like, I need to cleanse my palate, so he went on a spree of fucking dudes. <laughs> yeah, the ginger, the sexual ginger, fucking on dudes. You know. Yeah, that's why Paul Bear used to num, call num. him. That's why Paul Bear used to call him Wendy. Is because sometimes he liked to be the woman. That's what he used to say. <laughs> I don't know if you guys so, guys have read the unauthorized biography of the Undertaker that I've written, but it is very factual. <laughs> so Chuck Palumbo. He starts this weird on-screen thing with Michelle McCool, and I think that I really like the biker character. The reason I like the biker character is because it's a return to what makes wrestling great, which is this is 2006 to 2008. So Billy and Chuck was 2002. Rosie and Jamal were... uh, It was Jamal, I believe, was uh, turns into Umaga. And that's the exact same thing that Chuck Palumbo does here, is he goes from, like, we're gay and gay is bad character to, you know what? I like motorcycles. Wrestling's for kids again, okay? Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. You're five. Num, num. And it's great. And it's great because it's like uh, Chuck Palumbo just comes in. He smashes a bunch of jobbers. And uh, Bob's your uncle, baby. Do you think that Vince McMahon... They just give ha- him a new finishing move called the full throttle because that's that's when you go fast on a motorcycle, John. Do you think and, Vince uh, McMahon... Hang on. Hang on. Like, let me just get this joke out. Do you think yep. Vince McMahon had a photo of the village people in his office and was just trying to get Chuck Palumbo to work through the various <laughs> characters? <laughs> um, well, this is also the time they bring back Tatanka on... Smackdown. You so. know what? I guarantee that that was a, that was a proposed idea, and they they could have gone oh, that he comes back into the village people. That's yeah. super funny. That's really funny. Tatanka, <laughs> Big Boss <Seth> Man, Colombo, <laughs> Big Boss Man, Steven Boss Man's not alive at this point, but I, I when get did you. when did Boss Man die? Uh, two thousand four. He's Holy done. Shit. Like Boss Man went into like local politics and then just st- stopped being a st- deceased. Short, con- shortly after. It's a conspiracy. They could literally do it. You could do it. Chuck Palumbo, uh, Custom Chucky e. P, Tatanka, 
the big boss man, the real man's man, William Regal. It's the construction oh, worker. Yeah. And tugboat. It's the sailor. You could make the you could make <laughs> the village people wrestling's no village people. That's fucking so fucking problem. Great. With Captain Mike Rotunda? Oh, it'd be awesome. <laughs> Captain Mike Rotunda. And then that's when you say I'm Bray Wyatt's dad. Yeah. And Mike Rotunda as Captain Mike turns out to be Mr. Abigail. It's like, not <laughs> sister, it's Mr. Yeah. He's been pronouncing it wrong. He doesn't know how to spell. That was his his mother's job to teach him that. I don't I don't go in for schooling. I was raised by Luthez. <laughs> Goddamn uh, right. So all right. we get six years on the independent circuit of uh, Chuck Palumbo off and on wrestling. He really doesn't wrestle after 2012. Um, and the greatest thing that Chuck Palumbo ever did in wrestling career, TNA tries to sign him, and he says no. Yeah, best, <laughs> best thing I've ever heard. Best thing I've... You can't... Uh, no. And uh, Chuck Palumbo's the exact kind of guy where TNA would have been like, is that, that's Chuck Palumbo. And he would have just beaten AJ Styles for a year. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, he would have been no, in a, he would have been in a stable with Eric Watts and uh, Hernandez. And they would have called them <laughs> cus- the custom made trio. Or the classic TNA thing where you just make up a one name guy. Bram. Yeah. I mean, Bram's really good. Bram, it's Gunner and Murphy. What? <laughs> he's a, yeah. He's in a he's in a feud with a guy named Lou. So you're yeah, Gunner, who's a video game character from the eighties, I guess. And Murphy, that's RoboCop before he turns into RoboCop. Yeah. Watch it, please. Please, someone watch this. So Chuck Palumbo, you got to mention this though. He's the one guy. He had two. He had a two season reality show based on his uh, custom motorcycle business. So that's good. God bless him. Full. All right, I gotta Full say, throttle that guy was. Let me tell you, say this about best thing about Chuck Palumbo, that man committed to a fucking gimmick. That guy, whatever you fucking gave him, he gave it his fucking all. Of all the things we've talked about over the hour, he he just went for it, and I fucking stand by it, and I like it. Yeah, exactly. It's like Barry Darso, man. It's it's part of being like a professional. At what you do is the reason why he was a wrestler for like fourteen years is because he comes in, he basically gets the legs cut out from under him immediately because he never gets to like learn. He never really gets to learn how to do promos. He never really gets to like slowly develop or develop a character or really look into his background. Like the guy was in the navy, they never really like use that he's obviously like got some fucking he's seen some shit like he's lived a life they never really use that they're just like no you you're a jungle guy that didn't work you're really athletic that didn't work you're gay that didn't work you're a biker but he's really good because he develops interest outside the ring and one of the other things i think my favorite thing about chuck palumbo is that he's a guy who uh had foresight as far as life goes like he figured out that he liked using like motorcycles building motorcycles and then he did it and there's nothing fucking worse than when you see a guy who's like the, like he, Chuck Palumbo, the best thing about Chuck Palumbo is that he's him and Mark Jindrak or him and Sean Stasiak are never going to have to be the equivalent of the Midnight Express or sorry the Rock and Roll Express they're never going to have to like work a weird bingo hall at 60 because they have no money the guy's set up well uh he had two years in a reality show um, where he, he builds his little motorcycles, which he loves, and uh, that's great. And he's living life, baby. What's the worst thing about Chuck Palumbo? He's not here right now. He's not our friend. I would say he's because he's not a friend. I don't really like probably limited promos. Just not a good promo. Like he's just sort of a limited. Yeah, not very good. Not a great promo. That's what I would say. Yeah, but I mean, all I around, say, all yeah. around, great guy. <laughs> 
Uh, I'd say the worst thing about Chuck Palumbo is kind of the sp- it's kind of weird, but kind of the spot he gets where it's like it's this weird thing where he is so fi- so big physically. Like I think he might have been wrong- in the wrong era because I think he would have really played a character like Hillbilly Jim well, where it's like a really big friendly guy, and you just can't kind of do that in that era. Um, he would have been like a good mid-card babyface where it sucks when he loses, mm-hmm. which is what they tried to do with I'm Chuck Palumbo and motorcycles go vroom vroom in the mid-2000s um, because he's just not a mean enough looking guy to really pull off being a heel really well. Like he's big, so if you're like in a cruiserweight promotion, yeah, he can be like, he can be that, but I mean, like there's parts and times where uh, you're watching Billy and Chuck and you're thinking, I just really hope this works out for these guys. Except for Billy Gunn, he seems rude. He seems like a Rudy, and he wants it to tootie. I don't understand that last John, part. John, are you there? I don't understand it. No, I was just letting you He's just. Rude, and he wants it. He wants his his he wants peenies up his bum bum. Oh, I got what it. Billy it was, and Chuck. It was very hateful. That they are gay. It was hateful for it was because not you, hateful. Yeah, because you, you don't like people that are different than you. That's why you don't like women. Ooh, John Hastings spitting on women's graves every day. That's you. Is that a woman's name. Tuh. That's Tuh. you. That's you. That's the noise you make. That's the noise you make. When you want some, you take it. That's my views on women. That's what John says. I I said that a few times. Um, Like once, twice, three times, not a lady because I don't like them. Um, One last thing about Chuck Palumbo before we go. And may I say, I'm very impressed that we were able to get through a Chuck Palumbo episode in an hour. I was expecting this to be an epic battle of (laughs) us making off-color gay jokes. And as usual, I've surprised myself. We've taken last week's Mike Sanders incident not stand. We're maturing here at the Wrestler Review. We're growing. We're we will like, be releasing this as soon as someone close to Chuck Palumbo passes away. Yeah, we. if someone could... Oh, and I don't think it's going to happen because in January 2016, Chuck Palumbo reportedly saved a woman from a car accident by lifting the car of off of her and then lifting the woman out of the car because he's a yeah, fucking man. He's a fucking man. I'll you want to know... What gimmick he should have gotten. He's the real man's man. He's a man. You read up on this dude. What a man. (laughs) It's hard not to just be like, oh, if like any of the, if my fiance now uh, dumped me for Chuck Palumbo, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, of course. He's been married to the same woman for 18 years, for since he was 18. Of course he. He got married when he was 18, then he went to the Navy, and this woman just the whole time has been like, you know what, Chuck, you got to do what you got to do. You build your damn vroom vrooms. You build your vroom vrooms, you get on TV, and you do the fake body slams. Mm -hmm. Okay? I got to say this, about the one thing about Chuck Palumbo's website, it doesn't look like he was ever a wrestler, but it does look like he was briefly the lead singer of Limp Bizkit. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. Chuck Palumbo, maybe the best thing about Chuck Palumbo is that he still has a soul patch. Oh, yeah. Still has a soul patch, and you could tell that like he was upset. The only thing he didn't like about the Billy and Chuck angle is you got to cut your hair. Mm, don't like that. <laughs> yeah, because he grew that shit right the fuck back. Oh, right the fuck back. And may I say that it is hard to fucking find um, a shirt, uh, man, a, a photo of that man wearing a shirt with sleeves. Like he has worked on those arms, <laughs> and he is letting the ladies know. It's a forty-five-year-old man who's been married for twenty. 20- for Jesus Christ, twenty-seven years. He's, twenty-seven years married. He's letting he the world know. Man. I don't cheat. He's, but you know you want me to. That's what he's saying. Oh, us. We don't have sex unless we want procreation. Condoms don't even work. I just, 
Honest to God, my loads just go right through those things. Come, just can't handle my loads. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Which Natural Born Thriller do you want to review next week? Keeping in mind that, okay... Which one's about... which one's dead? So we can just we can know that we'll definitely offend his family. Ooh, okay. Which one's dead? Jesus Christ, John. Uh, Sean O'Hare has passed away. Then we got Mark Jindrak left. We got Reno, and I think we should finish with the man himself, Sean Stasiak. Meat. Yeah, because that want to open strong. You want to close strong. Yeah, we... and we've we've done the guy who who does stand up comedy now, and his closer is. Uh, Leonard Skinner's song. We did the guy who was in a gay tag team where that were they're not gay because that'd be bad. Um, and I say next week maybe next week we do it. Next week we do Sean O'Hare. Everybody, Sean O'Hare it is. I look forward yeah. to it. Sean O'Hare. So it'll go Sean O'Hare, and then the week after that we will do Mark Jindrak and Reno. Mark Jindrak being I'm gonna say a 50 minute episode, and I'm gonna say Reno being a five five minute, minute five minute five minute for fucking <laughs> sakes five minutes. Reno just looks like Goro, and that's all I can say about the man. I yeah. think we already did a Reno episode just by remembering Reno. I think Reno Reno like it, it, Reno asks answers the question: What would Ryback look like if he didn't try steroids? Oh, he looks like that. He looks like <laughs> a, a sofa filled with potatoes. <laughs> all right, thanks what very much for a man. Guys. We're, of course, playing the Billy and Chuck marriage angle. I love you all. I love you. uh, Please be safe. Bye. Do you part in sickness or in hell? Yes. Chuck, now's not the time to get cold feet. Trust me, just do it. Yes, 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 he said yes. I am so happy. Then by the power vested in me, I pronounce you. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What? What are you doing? What are you, what are you thinking? This wasn't supposed to happen this way. It wasn't supposed to go this far, Rico. Come on, Rico. What the hell is this? This was all just supposed to be a publicity stunt. Hey. We're not gay. I mean, we got nothing against gay people. <laughs> what is going on? This is a lot of gay people here. As a matter of fact, if I was gay, I probably wouldn't marry Chuck. <laughs> but that guy right there ain't pronouncing us nothing! I knew it! I knew you two would back out the last second. All of my hard work, all of this pageantry, 
all the publicity, all the attention was my idea, and you two guys are screwing us up. Stop, gentlemen, gentlemen, stop. You're screwing us up. Stop, stop, okay, Stephanie. stop. It's all right. I have okay. been a justice and a peace for a long time, and there's one thing that I know, and that's that a commitment is a very special thing. The bond that Chuck and Billy have is sacred. And that will never change. Never change. It doesn't matter if it lasts 50 years, 16 months, are three minutes. Wait a minute. What? Did I just hear myself say three minutes? What the hell?